Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Positively different radio in the morning and this is The Breakfast Show. You are with Lyle and... And Mon is so distracted <laughs> right now, but Mon and, is here. And <laughs> here she is. Mon's here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How's it going? Well, How are welcome, you doing, Lyle? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Planet Earth. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> good, to be, good to be back again. One of those moments you caught me at really not multitasking very well at all. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing this morning, Lyle? I'm doing fantastic this morning, I think. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, you think? I think I am. Because you're not sure. I don't even know where I am right now. I think I'm in Victoria. That's right. That's right. You're like often La La Land down in there, down in Mexico. No, you were in La La Land. I was in La La Land. I was in in Victoria. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, kind of jealous. Um, So this is a delayed broadcast introduction, of course. And by the time you hear this, this was recorded on the 8th of January. By the time you hear this, Lyle will either be in Victoria or be back from Victoria. Who knows? And uh, and, um, he'll be doing doing down in Victoria. Yeah, preaching a series. Mm Mm-hmm. Down in um, um, Narbathong, beautiful yes. Narbathong, yeah, very mm-hmm. nice place. Absolutely, uh, I used to live there. And uh, Belteshazzar, what? Not not Belteshazzar, Belshazzar. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Belteshazzar. Get the two mixed up here. Belteshazzar, Babylon's Grand Vizier. Oh, that's what you're speaking about. Yes. For that's a second the there, I thought you'd lost your mind. But um, <laughs> if you would like to jump if you would like to jump across to the live show, please do so. It's super easy. We tell you every morning. You can go to our website and uh, it's faithfm.com.au and just go up to the top and there's a listen tab and you can click on that and listen to the live show. Or you can download the Tune In app. Um, which is available uh, for free to download. Just don't, don't buy the, don't get the one that costs money. Just get the free version. It works exactly the same. And search for Faith FM Australia and add us to your favorites. And you can listen to us like anywhere on the planet. Actually, it's a really great app. Like, I listened to it while I was traveling through Europe. You listened to it while you were traveling overseas Fantastic. as well. Yeah, it's Absolutely. really great. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you can actually join the the live show as it is happening. And uh, and you can be part of the live show. You can call up and uh, win the prize for the quiz, which got snapped up this morning pretty quick. By Michael mm-hmm. from Kurenbong, good on you. And of course, you have a better chance of getting the giveaway as well. So, yeah, it's all just better on the live show. Absolutely, that's where it's all happening. So, don't forget faithfm.com.au, press play or the tune in app, make us your favorite. Yes, indeed. Simple as that. It's a very easy way of uh, being able to access the live show. Anyway. We've got a great show coming up today. We, we have a bit indeed. of a surprise for me because we interviewed uh, a young lady about her musical career. It was, was a surprise for me too. Well, I didn't realize I no how idea. young she was. Me yeah, either. It was incredible, her making headways and her beautiful voice. So that's Sydney Wolverton. So we've been playing a song coming up soon. Then we interview her and play another song. So keep an ear out for that. And of course, we have some good news and we have some current news. So stay tuned. We've got a great show coming up starting now. Where are you now when darkness Seems to win. Where are you now when the world is crumbling? Oh, I, I, I hear you say.
Guys, that was Lauren Daigle with Look Up Child here on Faith FM. As we jump into the breakfast show, Mon is going to jump into the quiz. What have you got for us there, Mon? Okay, so this morning is a, a bit of a different quiz. It's a what number am I quiz. I think it's been a while since we've had a what number am I quiz. Mm, okay. I don't remember the time. I mean, Bring it on. last year sometime. Okay, so what number am I? Clue number one. The number of lepers accredited with saving Samaria from starvation. Ooh. Do you know what it is? Ooh, let me have a crack. Just hold up your one. fingers if you know what it is. No, Lyle's nah. wrong. Lyle's wrong! Oh, yes! There you go. I'm so excited that Lyle's wrong. If you can give me a call and tell me you the answer... You just gave me a massive clue right there. You realise that, right? Look, I was going to say anyway, but I'll... Anyway, sh- don't... Sh- people might not have picked it up. Anyway. <laughs> you, think, you think our listeners... <laughs> Have that more Just of an don't don't double me, Lyle. Don't double me, Lyle. Anyway, <laughs> if you can give me a call and tell me the answer before Lyle gets it right, I will send you two prizes. The number, of course, is one eight hundred Faith FM. It's one 843 Today's prize is a sensational soy cookbook. <laughs> Lyle, you're such a dope. I'm viewing this as we speak, and Lyle is trying to um, photobomb photo bomb my uh, cookbook. So, yeah, it's from Sanitarium. It's a sensational soy cookbook. It looks really, really good. There's something on the back with passion fruit, and it's just making me so hungry, and I just ate breakfast. So, give us a call if you would like to win that. Um, of course, 1 800 Faith FM is the number, or you can text 0491 And if you get the answer right, we'll send you the prize. So, Mon, what's happening in the world of positively different news this morning? I have such good news, Lyle. Mm-hmm. I, do you know, I'm loving this whole 3D printer thing. It freaked me out when it first came out, but I'm now like fully invested in 3D printing. I'm so into it. And I'm loving the different does, things that Does your brother own one of these yet? No, and I purposely... Well, this is what happened, right? I saw at Aldi that you can now buy them for like 300 bucks. And I'm like, that's amazing. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to a whole bunch of people. And I was about to send it to my brother. And I was like, no, hang on. He'll buy it. <laughs> he doesn't have any use for a 3D printer right now. Um, so I was like, no, let so me not let me not tell him. <laughs> I take it he doesn't listen to our show. Well, he, sometimes he does. I'm so banking that he might of, be at uni right now yeah. or, or at work. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> My brother does um, St. John Ambulance work, so sometimes he keeps some pretty crazy hours. So, yeah. <laughs> But if you if you are hearing this, Marty, don't buy it. You do not need a three D printer. It's from Aldi, so I can probably think can't of a lot of reasons quality. for a three D printer. Yeah, he actually, was... I can't think of any. But I'm sure that <laughs> if I had one, I would find lots of uses. That's for such one. a blokey thing to say. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> excuse me. This story is about the the latest thing they're doing with three D printing, and this is just so cool. So, surgeons have successfully implanted the world's first 3D printed rib. Oh, really? Yeah. How cool is that? How cool is that? So, the, this is the world first. Uh, it actually, the procedure um, was at the... 
Tokuda Hospital in Bulgaria, of all places. And, uh, and they used an implant, a rib implant that was crafted out of FDA-approved material called Nylon 680. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's obviously safe to be inside the human body. And, uh, and in addition to be drastically cheaper than titanium, which is a uh, material they usually use to make implants... Um, it took less than 24 hours to create the rib, and it had an insignificant cost of 114 bucks. <laughs> How cool is that? Titanium would cost a fortune. Oh, it cost an arm and a leg. That stuff is um, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> cost a rib or two. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so this company called 3D Gents, and uh, and yeah, and they're using 3D printing um, to 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 try and recreate all different kinds of uh, body parts. and, and um, Yeah, so I can see you getting away with that with a rib, but I'm not sure that you get away with that as a new knee joint or something or other. Well, I don't know. I have heard that someone is trying to um, go straight for the, for, the, uh, for the big prize and try and recreate a heart. I don't know if they'll have much success with that. Heart's pretty intense. But yeah. yeah, that's very But intense. they're aiming for it. And who knows? You know, 50 years ago, if someone told us you could print a rib that you could actually implant in a body, we all would have had a laugh at that. So who knows in 50 years? In yeah, 50 years' be- time, you may be able to you know, you know just um, gut a person, replace them with uh, all kinds of mechan- mechanical parts, and yeah, away you go. Yeah. We're turning into the robots. <laughs> we thought the danger was that the robots would take over. We didn't realize that we were going to become the robots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, also the patient, his name is Ivalio Jostif. He was diagnosed with rib do- deformation, which I didn't realize was a thing. Oh. Um, yeah, so the, and the doctors were concerned that the deformity may actually progress and decided to pla- replace the, the rib with an implant. And uh, the guy, is, he's 35 years old, so he's right about my age. He's in perfect health after the procedure, uh, which is just fantastic news, just mm-hmm. complete success. And, um, and yeah, and they're already planning on performing additional surgeries with other 3D printed bones, um, including three more uh, ribs and a sternum, a sternum lyle. That's, so that's crazy. Where you've got to take disconnect all the ribs, put the sternum in, and connect them all back up. Well, again. because it says they're doing three other ribs and the sternum, I wonder if like it's part of the sternum and those three ribs come off the three D yeah, printed bit. It's just, it's just blowing my mind. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, they, they say this is a new era in thoracic wall reconstruction for patients with tumors, and anything that involves progression in in the tumor. Uh, this section is just is just fantastic news. So yeah, really good news coming out of um, Bulgaria there, and uh, and yeah, because we last year we talked a couple of different medical stories. We're talking about how you know we have advancements in tissue regeneration and using uh, plant cells to to regrow different t- tissues and organs. Put combine that all together with three D printing. It's just phenomenal. That's amazing. It's just phenomenal, yeah. But still, you know, nothing that beats a vegetarian diet. <laughs> Prevention is always better than cure. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. The anyway. Strong bones right there. Lyle, I'm going to just totally plug our radio station right now because there's been some science that has come out um, that says even more importantly than we are what we eat, apparently now we are what we see. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mon. Yes. People don't see radio. It's talking about like your media consumption, which includes things you hear. Okay. So anything you ingest into your mind, basically. Um, so the 
the doctors have done studies and like sure nutrition still plays a massive part but apparently your brain health which is deeply affected as it turns out by what you consume via your eyes and your ears can affect your physical health which we all know we all know that stress is it's not a physical um impingement but it has a physical outworking so you know you're stressed out and then suddenly you've got cancer kind of a thing so um, so yes, I, you are what you eat. We, we've all heard this. You've heard this since you're, you know, since we were kids. We were taught this at school and, um, you know, it affects our weight and, and our general health and, and, uh, you know, because food is the energy source for our body and then what kind of energy we consume is, you know, what turns into our body essentially. Um, so now, they've now done studies, um, and they've looked at things like, uh, anxiety and stress and depression and, uh, and it was actually really quite fascinating. They, they only did like sh- a few short minutes of, of exposure to negative news and uh, and then looked at the effect on the brain and apparently it was just astronomical like even just a short like snippet so like 14 minute kind of videos 14 minutes it might sound like if you if, you know when someone sends you a, a text and it has like a forward and a link and you open it and it's like 14 minutes and it sounds really long mm-hmm. but 14 minutes nobody ever watches a 14 minute link yeah no no one does but if you think about the fact like I don't know about you, but on my iPhone, I get um, sent at the end of the week a breakdown of how many hours I've spent looking at my screen. Mm-hmm. And it always just absolutely staggers me how many hours per day I've looked at my phone. That's not counting the television and not counting my laptop either. And uh, and so 14 minutes is actually just a, a blink of an eye compared to how much we look at screens uh, every day and how much we consume media. So a 14-minute video of negative news, um, negative TV news, uh, can rapidly increase anxiety and sadness, um, and this can uh, then translate into uh, all different kinds of medical issues with the human body. But if you look at positive news, so even a short four-minute video of um, watching people do, like they have these videos, people doing, um, you know, uh, uh, charity charity work, it actually boosts your mood and then has a positive physical effect on the human's body. Okay. Isn't that incredible? So we should all be watching uh, funny cat mo- movies on YouTube. <laughs> and you should all be tuning into Faith FM Positively Different Radio right Absolutely. there. We are basically Problem a medicine. Solved. We're basically a medicine. <laughs> we should be. We should be. We are prescribed. healing the world right here. <laughs> we should have a chat to our local doctors, and so when people go in, and you know they have all different kinds of symptoms, the doctor should prescribe. Tuning Posit- in to Faith Positively FM. different radio. Yeah, that's it. I think this is a great marketing tool for us, Lyle. I really do. Live longer. Listen to Faith that's FM. That's it. That's it. You know, tune in. Just, you know, take care of some of your stress, some of your anxiety, and, uh, and yeah, and, and yeah, live a beautiful life. I think this is great. There you go. So uh, we have found the solution to the world's problems. And yeah. They are right here. <laughs> it's us. Mon- it's- <laughs> we, are, we are the solution. I mean, what can I say? It's just... Uh, I mean, we just talked today about two good news stories, one about, you know, 3D ribs and one about how, how uh, we are, what we see. Like, this is good news, really. We've just solved a whole bunch of people's anxiety right here, right now, this morning.
And that was Sovereign Grace Music, Alas, and Did My Saviour Bleed, here on Faith FM. Mon, next clue for our quiz. Yes. What number am I? Clue number two, the number of times Zacchaeus would pay back anybody he cheated. Mm-hmm. Actually, wouldn't have been that bad to been cheated by Zacchaeus, because that's a pretty good return. <laughs> yep, pretty good return on investment right there. Okay, Lyle knows the answer. He just waved it in my face. If you know the answer, give me a call, and uh, if you get it right, of course, I'll send you a copy of Sensational Soy, the cookbook by Sanitarium. And I've been looking through it in the break, and it looks so good. There's apple, uh, sorry, apricot and hazelnut schnitzel, apple, uh, sorry, apricot again, <laughs> apricot and passion fruit soft serve. There's uh, walnut and lemon cheesecakes. It's and corn chowder, corn and soy fritters. Oh, there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah, good yeah, ones. Yeah, Sorry, right, right, I'm making right, right. you hungry. You're going to make us all There's gingerbread pikelets. Right gingerbread okay. pikelets, right. Lyle. Moving on. Mm. Before we all start... 1-800-FAITH-FM's the number. ...drooling all over the uh, the desk right here. Okay, so Mon, here's yes. a uh, question for you. How would you feel if God called you to be a um, a missionary or an aid worker in Somalia? Yeah, cool. I'm down with that. Okay. Sorry, you asked the wrong person. Were you expecting someone to say no? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's fine. Um, how would you feel if um, you had children and one of your kids was called to be an aid worker in Somalia? As long as they're of age, I guess. I guess, uh, do you know what? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because it's a question that's been discussed on social media recently. Um, there was a presentation made in the United States by a youth leader and uh, one of the things that he stated was that young people were designed to live dangerously and the reason we lose them is because we don't challenge them. I think that's a very profound statement. I think so too. Uh, um, there was, um, that was then challenged by you know, somebody else on that, on that same social media feed who said, you know, I find these, th- these kinds of profundities trite in the extreme. Uh, it, it, it means nothing without a plan. Well, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we send our kids to North Korea to evangelize? Should we parachute them into Yemen to provide humanitarian assistance? How many deaths should, be, should we be willing to absorb in search of this dangerous youth? Okay, so when you asked me, I wasn't sure that you meant my child is still like under the age of 18. Or if my child is like your your kids, like if your kids got caught, no, and, and, and I think in the context of that statement right there, uh, the reply to that comment, we're talking about you know children that are over the age of eighteen. Okay, but look, if they're over the age of eighteen, it's their choice anyway. But the thing we have to remember is, if they're going where God has called them to, that's the safest place that could possibly be. That's a that's a profound statement right yeah. there, mine. If they're yeah. if, uh-huh. if they're doing God's bidding. Mm-hmm. God has their prote- his protection over them. What more could you possibly... That's probably okay, and most let's, parents let's, are let's praying say, for let's say every then day. That our, let's say then that our youth start going out into... And if you've got some thoughts on this, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. Um, but let's say that our youth are going out to dangerous places mm-hmm. um, and the the fatalities you know start to rise dramatically. How? What level of fatalities are we willing to absorb? What 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 mortality rate are we willing to absorb before we pull the pin on you know going to dangerous locations like this? I want to sound so callous, but I I don't I don't I think any rate. If you were a mother, if I, it's hard to say because I'm not a mother, and I know that mothers will probably think differently. But in my opinion, more than 
more than saving my child's life on this earth, I would be more interested in saving my child's life in heaven. And I would be more devastated to discover that my child wasn't in heaven than I would be to discover that he his life got cut short here on earth. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. You know, if you look at the Waldenses who sent out missionaries um, into Europe during mm. the Dark Ages, Absolutely. they were willing to absorb a 50% mortality rate. You have to, rem- you have to remember, yeah, 50, right? 50 50's high. 50's 50% high. 50%. The half of them that, that they they sent out half of their. They were sending their children out, mm-hmm. and half of them would never return. But you have to remember, this is more than just about your child, right? Because if your child goes out and he's following um, God's leading, that's usually a pretty sign that pretty good sign that he, you know he's going to make it to heaven, right? Let's just say that. But also have to remember that your kids going out and reaching other people, reaching other mothers' children, who then, as a result of their work, might end up in heaven too. So you have to think not about your child, but the the children of other mothers who need to hear the gospel, who you know, who want desperately to be in heaven. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's hard to to look at it that way, but we do have to remember that life on earth is it's just a blink. It's just a, this is a very fleeting place for us. And the point of it is to get to heaven and take as many people with us. Mm, go on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was doing some research. The reason I asked about Somalia, I was doing, um, reading an article on Somalia this morning. It's 99.8% uh, Muslim. It's the home of Al-Shabaab and Al-Qaeda groups. Um, and there are Christian foreign aid workers there who do worship on a weekly basis mm-hmm. in secret. They get together, they read the Bible, and they pray together. And they, they, they count... They're, uh, they, they, they say, you know, we are simply counting our days on earth. Wow. Yeah. This, is, this is the life that they have um, chosen to live. Um, and this is in a country where you know, Al-Shabaab actively hunts for Christians. Um, and because there are not enough Christians to kill within Somalia, they often do cross-border raids into Kenya where they will ask people, are you Christian? And the moment they say yes, they just immediately kill them. I would flood that place with missionaries. Um, and so, you know, in 2017, the uh, Roman Catholic Church opened a church in Somalia. It was part of. It was the most peaceful part of Somalia. They thought they might be able to get away with it. it was mm-hmm. closed three days later. Wow, three days. Three days. Um, and so, you know, this is something that Islamic leadership around the world needs to address because you know Muslims go to uh, countries where there is religious liberty because they enjoy religious liberty. And if we had Islamic leadership, you know, coming out of, you know, some of the big Islamic countries like Saudi Arabia and so forth, who were standing up and standing against what is taking place in Somalia, this is the kind of leadership that we need to see from Islam. Um, and we need to see them, you know, standing up in, in defense of Islam being a religion of peace and of freedom and liberty. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, Pretty much the stone-cold silence that we get at the moment. Yeah, because this is... Now, I know lots of Islamic people who will stand mm-hmm. up against this, for sure, no question. But, you know, it would be very challenging to be a foreign aid worker in a country like this um, and to, yeah, to, to, to number your days because you know you have a short time on earth and to be able to get together every week and thank God, not just that you have the opportunity to worship, but that you have the opportunity to... Um, to uh, to be there and you know to have lived for another week. Yeah, it really brings it back into a perspective of you know where is your Christianity right now? Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have something worth dying for, you don't have anything worth living for. That's true. That's and what I find true. interesting is that you know religion is the one thing that people will voluntarily give their lives for. Absolutely. 
you know, people fighting, you know, people say, oh, they give their lives to their nations. No, they give their lives to their mates in warfare, and they give their lives because they were ordered into battle. But when it comes to religion, people will voluntarily give their lives. This is the most powerful force that there is on this earth, mm-hmm. and we need to recognize that. You know, particularly for those who are, you know, anti-religious and and, and and so forth. But you know, one of the questions that went through my mind is right now in Yemen, there are many foreign aid workers. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the, the discussion on social media was, you know, should we should we parachute our our Christian young people into Yemen to do foreign aid? I'm like, well, okay. The alternative is that we stand back and we say, no, this is not a place for Christians. Let's let all the non-Christians go in there and take the heat and be murdered for being, you know, white or whatever it might be. Um, you know, <laughs> seriously, that's what we're going to do. We're going to stand back and say, oh, no, let's send all the non-Christians in there. What Christianity that, what should never that, stand what back. That, what does that say about Christianity? Yeah. Christianity should never stand back. We should always be just surging forward. Absolutely. We should listen. always be at the tip of the arrow. And, you know, I, I, I am a parent. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when he asked this question, immediately I thought, man, I'd hate to see my kids heading off to uh, Yemen or South Korea or Somalia. I would have a sick feeling in the pit of my gut if that happened. But at the same time, I would be incredibly proud if they were called by God to do to go to a place like that and they went there with a good plan. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you look at the Waldensian model, they went out with a good plan. They went out with a um, a senior person who would give them, you know, teach them to be streetwise. Um, they worked undercover. They weren't, you know, standing on a street corner, you know, um, yeah, preaching but, yeah. salvation by grace. Drawing, they, weren't, they, drawing, they weren't drawing target. a target on themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, you know, they were doing aid work. They were doing, you know, business and so forth. And they were working undercover as missionaries for God. And they changed the world. They created the environment that brought about the Great Reformation of the 16th century. And we look forward to meeting them in heaven. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and we are here today because of the work that they did. At the end of the show today, I'm going to give away um, this DVD, a movie called Tortured for Christ, 14 Years in Prison, Could Not Break His Faith, the story of Richard Wormbrandt. And this is a recent story. Um, took place in very recent history, and it is very real. It was filmed on site in Romania. Um, life-changing story. I'm going to be giving this away. We're going to be giving this away at the end of the show, so stay tuned. This is Sydney Wolverton. Who are we are interviewing next to enjoy her song? Take me. Take me somewhere I can be. What pulls me away from this, away from us This is a place I know I don't want to be for long Listen, can't you see it in my eyes? These empty holes are broken
Welcome back, guys. You were listening to Sydney Wolverton with Take Me There, and she is joining us on the phone right now to talk about her new album. But before we go to Sydney, Mon, you got another uh, clue for our quiz right there. I do not have another clue oh. for the quiz because the quiz has been snapped up. Congrat- so it has. Yes, congratulations, Michael from Kurunbong, who answered it correctly. The number, of course, was the number four. Okay. Mm. And, of course, remembering that uh, anytime we give a cookbook away, you owe us a meal. Yeah, those are the rules. That's the, <laughs> that's the small print, the fine print you have to cook or something from your new cookbook, Michael. Kurunbong's <laughs> oh, not that far from here. It's I know. Like, it's like, like half an hour area. drive. Yeah, it's great. No, no yeah. excuses. We'll no see excuses. you soon, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be over this evening. <laughs> Sydney, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Hello. Yeah, so Sydney, you've just put out this uh, this new album, which we are super excited to uh, hear about. We've been playing Yeah, I really music. enjoyed that last song there, Sydney. It was great. Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a blessing, um, this whole journey, yeah. Now, we want to hear about that journey. We want to hear about uh, your journey as well. And uh, mm-hmm. we, d- we just came back with our breakfast show, uh, our live breakfast show um, yesterday. So, we're just starting back into the new year. And we started back with uh, with Sydney Wolverton here on Faith FM. So, um, yeah. yeah. We thought we'd better give awesome. you a call and find out about this album and, and find out who is the person behind this amazing voice that we are hearing. <laughs> so um, uh, Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, what, what part of Australia do you, do you come from, Sydney? Um. Well, at the moment, I'm actually in Ballina with my family, but uh, I am from Toowoomba, Queensland. Okay. Now, um, yeah, share with us a little bit of your, uh, your your journey of faith. How did you did you grow up in a Christian home? Did you uh, how did you come to God? Um, yeah, so my dad is the pastor of um, yeah Seventh Day Adventist Church up in Toowoomba. So I did um, grow up in a Christian household, which was such a blessing. I've got awesome parents. Um, but yeah, I think... Is your dad, I, I have to I ask this question, is your dad the American guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You mean the American the, the guy? Connecting the dots. <laughs> yeah, he's the American dude from yeah. Toowoomba. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So is your mum American as well? No, she's Australian. So okay, so you're like, you're, you're in the same category as my kids then. Because my wife right. is American, so, you know, same, oh, okay, same, same yeah, category. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're born here or born there? Um, I was born here. I was yeah. born in Newcastle, actually. Ah, there you go. Oh, she's a Novocastrian, my new word. <laughs> Mon has been living in Newcastle for a whole year, and she only just realized that um, people from Newcastle are called Novocastrians. <laughs> she's been hearing this term all year long and just only just figured it out this morning. But anyway. uh, I didn't even know that was a term, so that's right. I see. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Sydney has an excuse. She hasn't been living here. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We want to come back to your story. So Yes. You're, yeah. you're, your dad's a pastor. You're a, you're a, you're a PK, a, a pastor's kid. Yeah, I'm a PK. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up, yeah, in a Christian household. Um, but yeah, I don't think I really started my relationship with Christ personally, probably until I was like maybe 15, 16. Um, yeah, probably 15. Um, I um, was blessed to have like an awesome mentor come into my life um, who I actually ended up doing a lot of music with. Um, and so, yeah, she really, really helped me on my spiritual journey. Um, and yeah, I just, I think my, my relationship with Jesus, um, really took off from there. Um, yeah, I think it was 2016. So, um, I was in grade 10 and yeah, I just had this massive spiritual high from a big camp one time. And then after that, I was really just on fire and like so excited. And, 
um, yeah, I think that's pretty much been my spiritual journey. Um, oh, I always knew Jesus and about him and stuff, but I didn't really like kind of take the time to invest in him myself. Did you go Probably, through yeah, like a, the typical pastor's kid rebellious phase at all? <laughs> no, actually, neither my sister or I did. So people say that all the time. They're like, wow, you guys are great PKs. Like, um, thank you. <laughs> they do kind of have but that yeah, stigma, no. don't they? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I don't no, know. The stigma yeah. is that is 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 that well. Yeah, your your really. kids don't have it either, Lyle, because you're a pastor. And, <laughs> and I think if you look well around, adjusted. you'll find that um, the majority of PKs are decent kids. Well, I've grown up with a there's few. Been one, there's, yeah, there's, one or two, there's one or two out there yeah. that just sort of flavour it for everybody else. But. Okay, Sydney, hang on a second. So you said you were 16 back in 2006. Wait, oh. How old are you, girl? Mon's, Mon's, Mon's doing I'm, calculations here. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to do the calculations in my head as well. I'm 17, so You're I think I was 17. Oh, okay, so hang on, how old are you now? 17. Wait, hang on. You're 17 now. Yep. I You're literally 17 years old. We're talking yes, to a 17 year old. How many albums have you put out? Uh, I haven't actually put out any albums. I put out an EP. Okay, EP is basically the same thing. We're talking to, this is, this is blowing my mind. Like, yeah, because EP is I, what you do I now. instantly feel like I've done nothing <laughs> with my life because I'm talking to a 17 year old who's already like got her music on the radio and surging forward with her career. This is incredible. Good on you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, honestly, I've been so blessed. Um, yeah, I've had like incredible people just help me out with this. Um, there's no way I could have done it by myself, eh? Yeah, and praise God for that. So um, now, just with the songs that you are singing, we just listened to that um, that amazing song, uh, "Take Me There." Yeah, are, are these all? Have you written all of these songs? Um, I wrote all of them except there's one song on the EP called "Not Long Till," um, which I was taught by some friends in the Solomon Islands on a mission trip. So then I just kind of revamped it for my. EP and put it on there, but all the other songs I wrote myself and with the help of one other person in one song. So yeah, it's really impressive. Yep, singer songwriter, seventeen years old. There you go, Mon. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think she's going to cry in a corner. Now. <laughs> she's, she's showing us all up. Um, and uh, yeah, praise God for uh, um, amazing people in our world that uh, that love Jesus and can share their faith. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, yeah. T- tell, tell us a little bit about some of these songs. Um, and uh, we just listened to "Take Me There." Is this one? Of the, you wrote this song yourself? Yeah, um, I did. So that was my like I guess recentest song that I wrote on the EP um, Take Me There and it is probably the closest song to my heart as well Um, the other songs like a lot of them do have stories but Take Me There is like yeah it's kind of hard to explain but Take Me There definitely has the deepest meaning for me um, out of all the ones on the EP Um, so I can start with that one Uh, I think I wrote that probably like third term this year so I just graduated right Um, congratulations and (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so um, term three was like super hectic for all us year 12s, so we were just, yeah, just buried under a lot of things. I had a lot of um, extracurricular activity things I was doing as well. Um, also with the EP, like just planning all the um, like graphic design and stuff. Like, I don't know, I was just like really buried. And um, So you were doing this in uh, Queensland, right? Yeah, so yeah. So is year 12 in so, Queensland just as hectic as year 12 is in, in uh in, in New South Wales because in New South Wales it's just a, the most crazy system I've ever come across and I don't know why New South Wales sticks with it but it puts a lot of pressure <laughs> on year 12 students. Is that you, You're going through that whole HSC kind of uh, year 12 um, Well, we, we don't do HSC but we do do this other external exam 
thing called QCS. Um, but yeah, it's nowhere near as hectic because you can't study for it. So it's nowhere near as hectic as New South Wales. But I don't know. We just have a lot of stuff each term. Whereas, I think yeah. New South Wales. I mean, it, like, any kid I, I'm not really sure how it yeah. works. Any kid in their final stages of high school has a lot of stuff on. It's just yeah. quite incredible that you've done your schooling plus you've just released an EP. Like in the midst of all yeah. that. Yeah, um, I did have a few regrets dur- d- during the year. Cause it was <laughs> very crazy, but um, no, I'm so happy that it worked out. And yeah, it was always a dream of mine to get an EP or something out before. I graduated, which I did, like, pretty much just in time. So, um, But, yeah, I actually, now that I think about it, I actually wrote that song in Term 2 because that makes more sense because I recorded at the end of Term 3. So, anyway, that's irrelevant. Um, but, yeah, I wrote Take Me There, probably Term 2. And that was, yeah, super hectic. Um, but I was meant to be studying one night, and I was just so, like, done. I was just so, like, oh, this is too much. I can't be bothered to do school and, like, all this stuff right now. But, yeah, I just had heaps on my mind and was just, yeah, feeling a lot of pressure. So, um, I was just like, I'm just going to jam on my guitar for a while. So, I did and, yeah, that song was developed. Um, so, the song is pretty much about, um, it's me, like, kind of begging to a friend or just someone, like, to take me, like, out of the right now. So, um, yeah, I actually, I wrote it with two two of my friends in mind and I was just singing kind of to them like, yeah, please like just take me like on an adventure, like take me somewhere where I don't have to think about all this stuff I'm going through right now. Like take me to, um, yeah, just like somewhere away where I can just breathe and like, yeah, just have like a break, I guess. Um, so that's what the song is, is about um, really. And um, yeah, hopefully people gather that from the lyrics. But yeah, that song is like really close to my heart, probably because yeah, it meant like the most to me writing it. I guess sometimes I'll just write a song when I'm thinking of somebody else and you know, I can't always relate to the the lyrics, but this song is like really, yeah, something special to me. Um, and so, yeah, in term three, I was kind of going through the same thing. Like, this is crazy. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm really struggling. And, um, it, it was during that time that I was starting to get the, um, mixes back from my, um, producer. So, um, he would be sending them through and yeah, I was having like really tough week. And, um, one night he just sent that, this song back to me to like give feedback. And I was like, wow, this is actually just what I, I needed to hear right now, which is so strange. Cause I wrote the song, but at the time I was like, wow, this is like actually really what I need right now. Um, so yeah, that's a bit about that song. Um, Your own yeah, song inspired that's, you. That's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Each song has its own journey and each song is, going to be different and um even how you wrote them like sometimes people ask like did you write the lyrics or the tune first and everything but to be honest like most of the time it's different like it's never really the same how i write a song that's interesting that you have a song about you know take me there which is about you know take me away from you know the the the, the stresses and whatnot on an an adventure Mm. now i think you mentioned didn't isn't one of your songs one that you picked up or learnt when you were in the solomons or something was the solomon Islands? yeah yeah. Let, so let, let me just ask about that for a second because we <laughs> okay. were just having a discussion about young people going to adventurous places and even dangerous places and you know Solomon Islands is a dangerous place. You know the, the violence against women in that country is incredibly yeah, high. Yeah, sure. Um yeah. what are your thoughts as a 17-year-old girl on you know Christian young people going to dangerous parts of the world to be a witness for Christ? Yeah, um, I think it is important. Like, I think, like, when I went to the Solomon Islands, that was definitely a life-changing experience for me. 
Um, but I get that that's not everyone's calling. Like, not everyone feels called to, like, go and be a witness outside of their own country. Like, as long as everyone is, like, convicted as Christians to be a witness in their own circle first, then that is, like, what matters. But if you feel called to, like, go elsewhere and if it happens to be dangerous, then sure. Like, as long as um, you recognize that, like, yeah, if, if you do everything Jesus says and you trust that he's going to lead in situations like that, I think it's awesome. Mm, yeah, I mean, um, we were, one of the things we were just talking about was, you know, the Waldenses that were were willing to accept a 50% mortality rate on their young people when they sent them out as missionaries and asking ourselves, would we be willing to, you know, accept that same kind of thing? And, and, and you know, if we were if we were still your age, would we be willing to go out and to go to places like that? It, yeah, um, what's that Bible verse, you know, lose your life and gain the world or lose the world and gain your life? Like mm. those people, yeah. they lost their earthly lives, but they gained heaven and, they, and yeah. they completely changed the world for the better. Like because of them, all of us are here. Yeah, and like as well, like more than that, like they're giving other people life as well. That's um, it. Through like their, the de- their death. Like, yeah, it's just... It's an incredible, like, testimony to other people. Now, what was it exactly you were involved in in the Solomons? Um, so I did um, a mission trip with my school um, last year. And, yeah, we just, like, went over, did, like, a bunch of kids clubs. For, like, I don't know. We just kind of went around to different villages by boats and then just would, like, um, yeah, take kids clubs, programs for people, church services. And um, it was actually funny. My dad and I have this joke thing that, okay, so my dad's a pastor, right? But I preached once while I was over there, and because of their culture and everything, I preached barefoot. And then he had to preach barefoot in another country. I think it was the beginning of 2018. And um, so it was just funny because Dad's been a pastor for I don't know how many years, but I preached barefoot before he did. Um, <laughs> you got one up on the old man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. But um, yeah, so we just yeah just did a bunch of missionary work kind of over there. We like. Um, set up like a water tank and stuff for a school and yeah just stuff like that yeah fantastic that's an awesome experience i think that uh, every young person should be involved in you know getting involved in something like that and you know maybe even going to a country that is a little bit less safe than the one we live in right now um sydney we're about to we're about to play the song anchor your soul tell us about that one um as we move on into it yeah okay this one's interesting um i wrote this song i think probably start of 2017 I think uh, yeah I'm not really sure um, but I wrote it one night I was just randomly jamming I think again and I just kind of developed it um, but unlike Take Me There I like didn't really have any connection like personal connection to this song like I was just writing it and I was like oh this sounds legit I'll just write it down and all this anyway so I played it to my mentor um, the one that I spoke about I played it to her like the next day and she was like wow Sid like this is actually just what I needed to hear right now and I was like oh wow that's crazy like that's that's incredible because I like I don't even connect to this song I just had it come to me and it kind of developed from there but um yeah she's like wow like this is I'm so glad you played me this like this is what I needed and I was like oh my goodness so anyway like I don't know weeks went on and I kind of sometimes I forget like chords and stuff I don't if I don't really like play a song that much um, when I just write it. So I was kind of forgetting it. Anyway, she was like, oh, hey, could you do that song at, like, this program thing that she was organizing? I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll have to figure it out again. But So I did. And then, anyway, that that happened a few times. Like, she'd be like, oh, can you play it here? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll have to figure it out again. So it was just interesting because I, like, never really connected with the song, but then she did, and so she's what kind of kept the song alive. Um, anyway, she is on the song. I asked her if she would sing it with me because... 
um, I knew that it meant a lot to her and she's actually got it on her EP as well. Um, so her name's Anna Beaton and, um, yeah, she's been an incredible help in my spiritual journey over the years. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the journey of that song. Um, just over time, I learned to connect with the song because that song more than any other song on my EP, like people have told me that they connected with it, which is amazing because it just shows me that, yeah, God uses you even when you don't expect it. Like even when you're not trying to like, make an impact he just uses you and um yeah so that's that's the journey of that song thank you so fantastic thank you sydney thank you for so much for joining us here on faith fm and no this worries. is thank uh, you for having me. yeah fantastic this is uh sydney wolverton with anchor your soul with uh anna beaton and let's see if you connect with this song in the same way that so many other people have Thankful God hasn't let me go Cause I've let Him go many times He keeps amazing me With how He's changing me I'm holding on this time And I keep on telling myself Don't dig up what you've sowed in faith Don't give up what won't be replaced
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.